This is Bros and Arrows, uncut, unedited, and unsponsored. Let's get on with it. Hello, and welcome to Bros and Arrows. Today we got Cal Knoll from New Breed Archery and the newly developed Bowworks on the line today. You there, Cal? Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing today? Oh, I can't complain. It's uh, it's actually sunshine, which is sort of rare here lately. Our uh, weather has been wet, wet, and more wet. So uh, I'm a, I'm a little excited to, to see the sunshine. And that's cold. We which cold to us is a little different. You know, we're down here in the it's south. Cold. It gets it gets 30 degrees. It's cold. <laughs> you know, so uh, so you guys are you guys are below freezing right now? Uh, we were this morning early. We're back up probably. Uh, we're just like 33 now, so we're good. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, but we got you. We got you beat yeah. a little bit. It's still down yeah, in the teens here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I we don't. You know. I don't know. You can laugh about it, but we don't function down here. You know. We pretty well. The road shut down at that stage. <laughs> so, yeah, I I've heard. Yeah. My brother lived down south, and he's like, man, there was like dusting of snow this morning, and he goes, everything was canceled. I'm like, yep. yeah, that must be nice. Yeah, it's, it's, well, we got sunshine because we've been getting pounded with snow, freezing rain, and rain, and it's a muddy mess up here. Now it's frozen, but uh, I'm sure it'll just get muddy here in, before long. But yep. we're on, uh, we had talked right. to you a few months ago um, on This Is Hot Boga, and we were talking about you launching uh, direct to consumer bow sales with New Breed Archery. And uh, we're just back on here. How's it? How's how's that going? It's actually going really well. Uh, you know, there's there's been a little bit of chatter about it, which you know sometimes any news is good news. But uh, it's actually been received pretty well. There was a lot of questions in the beginning, and and trust me, we're still rolling through this. It's it, the program is still less than a year old, so it is definitely an infant stage at this point. Um, but we are starting to see uh, a more of a relaxed non-stress feeling when somebody wants to uh go into the process at first it was like well man what if i have never shot one of your bows and so we explain our demo program and then it's like well what about this and i'm i think we've sort of answered a lot of people's concerns with basically saying hey look we make a good product and we are going to back that product up with a great warranty and we're even going to go as far as giving you some money back guarantees if you just feel like we you know we didn't do what we said we were going to do. And uh, right now, man, I mean, we're, we're at a hundred percent on, on that, meaning that people have kept the bows that were a little on the fence. They've turned around and said, we well, you know this bow is exactly what I was imagining. And so it's worked out really well. Uh, there's been a little bit of industry um, chatter about it. Uh, we did not go to the ATA, which is the archery trade association trade show this year, which is rare for us. We, the, we're a 10 year old company now and, every year we've been there but that is a dealer uh only show it does not allow the consumers and so our our market now is the consumer and so we're going to spend our time and efforts going to different consumer shows the first one we got coming up actually is in pennsylvania it's in harrisburg uh the great yeah, american show. outdoor show yeah we've we've heard a lot about it never been um so excited i um, I actually have never even usually those kind of shows. I try to go the year before and, and walk around and, and check things out before we get there. As far as I did that with ATA, I went before I actually took Newbreed there. I went the year before that and checked things out. And uh, this year I said, you know what, we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it, you know, sort of 
off the cuff and go, and, and, it's, and it's working so far, so we feel pretty good about it. When, when is the Harrisburg show? Uh, February 2nd through the 10th, which means we leave uh, Wednesday. Uh, we got a couple of days to set up. It doesn't take, I mean, we got a 10 by 20 booth. You know, we're not, we're not trying to set up a, you know, a whole section. We just, we need a good booth space. And so uh, it'll take us a couple of days to get our booth put together. And then we've got a shooting lane. That's where I'd, I'll be the first to say this. And I've said it with anywhere we've ever been, where we sell our bows is in the shooting lane. I, I can talk about them all day, but until you shoot one is when you're going to really see the difference um, or feel it and, and so that's where uh, we get a lot of reaction is in the shooting lane. So I'm excited that they have one. I was a little concerned that consumer shows wouldn't have it, but apparently this show is big enough they have one in their archery. They actually have a whole archery hall, so it's strictly archery sort of only. So we're not going to just be – I don't have a turkey call company next to me or anything like that. It's going to be all archery. So it's going to feel – it's probably going to feel real similar to a trade show. It's just going to be for the consumer to come through. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, you say – your bows are sold in the shooting lanes and yeah. and i i mean I, they've garnished a ton of looks and a ton of questions uh just with my my circle locally and then also on um the media uh be it boga or be it my personal uh media yeah. and you and, and a lot of it is just hesitation as in guys they're not available in the shops now uh for in the dealer shops so you talk a little bit about your demo bow program. Why don't you outline that a little bit so guys can understand how they can get this bow in their hand? Absolutely. Well, the first couple of things that we're doing so that it doesn't feel like we just basically abandoned ship and, and moved away from um, the dealer network. We just moved away from the traditional dealer network. So I need to explain that a little bit and then I'll go where yeah, we're Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, do that so first. What we're doing is... Uh, we are now creating demo centers. So they're gonna, we're gonna keep some of our key dealers that we had, we're just turning them into demo centers. And what we're basically doing is uh, they're only gonna have to warehouse a couple of bows. They're not gonna be warehousing uh, a large amount of inventory that they pretty well have to sit on and then worry about trying to sell and, and move and, the, and those kind of things. And then every time that they get a bow in, they're pretty well having to, it starts that value starts depreciating to them on that bow the longer it hangs on the rack and you know obviously the middle of summer some guy may not be thinking about bows the way some other guy might so they don't see the sales as much and so with the demo center they only have to have a couple of our bows in to try out and then they'll finish the order online and what would happen is they enter in a, a demo code and we basically go through and and give them commission for selling that bow so Sort of think Harley Davidson a little bit. I mean, Harley Davidson does that with some of their bigger stores. Obviously, you can walk in and buy a Harley Davidson, but what Harley Davidson really wants you to do is order the custom Harley Davidson you wanted, and that's that's what we are as a bow company. We're the custom bow company, and so uh, we're excited about that. Uh, several of our, I keep using the word dealer. Several of our dealers have now decided they did want to convert. To become a demo center that they they get where we're going with this we're not trying to take money away from them but what we're actually trying to do is allow them not to have to stock as much so that they can have more capital to invest in sites rest things like that that you know more common items that people are going to tear up over time uh, 
arrows and, and things like that. We're so that we're not trying to over inventory them in bows for them just to be able to get through the rush season and then they gotta figure out what to do with that inventory. The um, the remaining the remaining inventory. So so right, uh, and, a demo center can actually they could place the order for the customer on New Breed's website, helping the customer go right through it. Um, yes. and set up and then they would enter obviously their 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 code to get yep. the commission for the sale. So in essence right. what you're doing is you're 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 still allowing them to they're making money off of selling the new breed bow, but they're not having to put out the money out front to inventory or stock the bows and worry about having the bow for the person that walks in the door. Right. And and so the the other side of that too that we're doing with that is um, along with allowing them to do that. It also allows that customer, let's say, you know, we've had some questions like, well, what about if a guy doesn't know how to set up a bow? This still gives them an opportunity to go into a place to have everybody do the work on the bow and it all feel comfortable and, um, you know, not feel like, Oh, well, I'm just, you know, some guy's going to not be happy with me because I didn't buy from him. No, if he comes and purchases a new breed through this, it's going to work. And so, we're really excited about that and and that's where we're going with it i mean and then the other side of that is okay let's say that we don't have a demo center in your area or we don't have any uh any type of even you may not even have an archer shopping area you are that guy that likes to set up your own bow or you got the buddy that has the bow shop in his garage you know that technically he's not a bow shop but he does all the work in the neighborhood or you know the area and uh, there's a lot of those guys out there well, what we have is we have the demo program, which is where you can just basically direct from Newbury. We will ship you a bow out. And this is probably going to be the one we use the most, but uh, we ship the bow out. You get a 15-day trial period. Uh, it works really nice. It The only cost to you as the consumer is that we put a hold on a credit card, very similar to a hotel. We put a hold on the credit card. While you have the bow, you have 15 days to return it. It has a shipping label in there to be returned back. I've had that question. Well, do I have to pay shipping here and shipping back? No. We what we're going to do if we're shipping you that bow, what we're basically going to do is is cover that cost. Um, we we want you to buy our product, so we're not trying to force you into spending a bunch of money to buy our product. If that makes so sense. in essence, there's there's zero cost to the consumer that wants the demo bow because you're going to pay to have it shipped. You're going to pay to have it shipped back. And the only safety net for you is that while that consumer has that bow, you're going to place a hold on a credit card for the, I'm assuming the, the, the MSRP of the bow, the the 899 for your flagships. Um, And it's going to hold it. And then once you get it back, it's going to, um, we'll, we'll release it. Basically it's just like if you, so you've, you've always seen the deal where, uh, you know, and I, this is my best example because I get people asking me, how, well, how does it work? So this is my best example. Most everybody at this stage that uses credit cards has probably used them with a hotel somewhere in their life. And so what happens is if you're not just walking in that hotel that night, but if you're actually making a reservation, planning a trip, when you give them that card, if you go and look the next day, your credit card has not been charged, but they ask for your card number. If you call your credit card company, your credit card company, if and ask what you're available, let's say that you had $1,000 on a credit card, okay, that that was your max limit. And then you put 
a fifty dollar room on there or a hundred dollar room or whatever the room is. I'm just trying to come up. Let's use hundred because that's easy. Yeah. yeah so let's do that. if you put a hundred dollar room on that card, if you call your credit card company, they're not going to show that you purchased anything. But what the credit card company will show is that now your balance is instead of a thousand, not balance, but your available uh, credit instead of being a thousand, your available credit is now. $900 because it's subtracted. It's basically holding that $100 uh, saying that, you know, in good faith, this is why the hotel companies tell you, okay, 24 hours before you arrive, you need to call us or we're going to charge your card because what happens is when they enter in your card that day, they put a ticker of the day before you're entering so that they know that the card's good. Does that make sense? Like they know yeah, exactly. that the money's in there. And so, we do the same thing. So what we do is if you call in and you said, I want to, or if you, we're, we're going to have the online side of that. We're still sort of working through that. So right now to get a demo, you have to call us because we really want to talk to you and see what's going on too. Um, plus that keeps us from being worried about not talking to somebody and they're just putting a fraudulent card in, you know? So anyway, yeah. so the call in right now, you call in, we go through the process to get in the demo that fits you. We ship the bow out. When we ship the bow out, we start that. We basically enter in that ticker. We put the the 15 day on there. And then what happens is, as long as you get it in within those 15 day window, when it comes back, we go back and it gives you a little code, basically a little key. And we go in there and we enter that key, and we can either uh, remove the hold or continue to charge the the card, whichever one comes first. So if we get it back, obviously we're not going to charge your card. We just you know. Uh, remove the authorization the pre-authorization off of there and then your balance goes back to the whatever amount it was you know and, and you don't have to worry about it if all it is is to protect us basically from if some guy or gal calls up and gets a bow and then we never hear from them again it it at 15 days either we've heard from them or we're getting our money you know and then yeah exactly, uh, exactly. you know if we don't if if after if they accidentally forget and then they get charged 15 days, they're probably going to be calling me wanting to know how to give the bow back, you know? Or, yes. You know, if, if they if don't, yeah. 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 Or they might so, be like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that works so, out perfect. Um, yeah. So that's where we are. But it, anyway, so I'm, I'm going into a little bit of an explanation because I have to do a lot of that right now because it's new. It's never been done in this industry. So, uh, and I say it's never been done. Let me, let me back up and say uh, it's never been done in the compound world. Uh, the traditional world, they these guys do this all the time a little bit. Yeah, I think so Black Widow, Black Widow did something yeah. very similar to this, right? They did, and then my buddies over at Striker. I, well, don't be calling up Striker today because I'm not sure, but I want to say they've got some type of program. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, I don't want to go into detail because I I don't know their program, but I know they've got something going on over there. I'm not sure exactly how theirs works. So anyway, my my point to that is. We, we try to make it as easy as possible and not cost you anything. So when we get the bow back, the other reason that we have the card on there, obviously if we get the bow back and it's in, you know, five pieces, we, we need to either be discussing what happened or, you know, we're charging you for it kind of deal. Like yeah, what, in, you in know. the kind of the, 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 the real basic gist of it is, is a guy can call in, give you his specs that what he's looking in to, to shoot in a demo. You get a demo bus set up, sent out to him direct to his door. It's mailed to his mailing address. He takes, re, you know, he takes receipt of it. He has 15 days to, to play with it. And then he ships it back to you. And there, 
once it gets, there's zero cost because that hold it will be taken off. Now, if a right. guy gets his bow and he's just in love with this demo bow, um, does he have the option to keep it? We, we've had a couple of those scenarios uh, right now. And really, it. so we want to be as fair as possible. Let me say this. As a company, we want to be as fair as possible. If it is a demo bow that has been in circulation, meaning that we've shipped it to two or three different folks, and, you know, he's the or she's the fourth person down the line getting the bow, I'm going to feel real guilty charging him full price for a bow that I feel like has been shot by several other people. Does that make sense? And so yeah. um, I'm going to try to convince them to to get it back because, you know, I'm definitely not going to do it. You know, I get asked that question, well, can I can I get a discount on this one? No, that's not what the program's designed for. So, you know, I, I don't want anybody to have the perceived, oh, well, I'll just get a demo. And then if I really like it, I'm probably going to get a good deal. That's not what this is about. But what we do have, we'll, we'll back up just a little bit. So let's say that we got the guy that he found New Breed Archery. He found Kyle Knoll. He found Joe. He found somebody that's been shooting a New Breed bow. And he sold on the company, but he's just, he or she's a little nervous because they just never have physically held one and called it theirs. You know, they might have touched yours or mine or another shooter. We've got a, a shooting uh uh, an affiliate program that's out there and we'll talk about that a little bit too that's gotten cranked up and it's pretty cool but uh, we've got some affiliates out there and or you know his his or her buddy bought a bow down the the road and they like the feel of it but they're just a little nervous what we do have is a, a 15-day money-back guarantee program and what that basically boils down to is we will build that bow the exact color the exact specs everything that you want that bow to be built we will ship it to you now the way this works is we charge your credit card the day it ships. We will ship it to you, and then you have basically 15 days to return it if you just totally wasn't a fit for you. Now, I will just tell you, we call this the 90%er club, and what I mean by that is they are 90% sold on New Breed. They might even be 99% sold on New Breed, but you know, it's not for the it's not for the the guy or gal that just well. I think I want to play with the bow today. You know, that's yeah, that's not these, these are guys is, that guys and gals that pretty much just need to shoot their own and yeah. um, it, it be everything yeah. that they they are expecting it to be. Right, and so we do have that. So a lot of times with the the people that are calling in wanting the demo, we we discuss that with them. You know, we we talk to them and say, well, look, have have you ever heard of Newbury before? They're like. Oh yeah, my friend down the down the way there, you know, he has one and uh, or she has one and we're we're definitely uh I've been playing around with it. I just sort of want to get my own. Then I'm probably talking to them about the 90% deal. If it's somebody yeah. that said, "Never heard of you." I just a buddy of mine said that you guys do demos and I thought, "Well, I'll just try you." Then he's probably getting a demo. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of a custom approach to a custom approach. Yeah. Um which is which is really cool. I mean, the options. So it, it this customer direct approach is not limiting people in any way. And to kind of go back and touch on what you were talking about a little bit before. So the 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 guy or gal that gets the demo bow falls in love with it, but it has been around. Uh, you know, three, four, maybe five people have already demoed this. You're going to want that bow back, a because you're not going to cut them a break, and it's already been shot. But then you can get them the exact thing they want it may be the the demo bow they're holding in their hand per per every spec but it's going to be brand new for them right. and 
and then once again, then they fall back into that 15-day money-back guarantee where when they get their bow, they're going to have 15 days if they don't like it to send it back, which, I mean, there's just a lot of uh, safety catches in, in your program, and it's it's nice for the consumer. It's It gives the consumer a lot of uh, protection in this um, this setup, which is actually a lot more than what... You know, it, once again, I, I'm going to go back to this, and, and definitely... We, we want to encourage the pro shops to, to jump on board because here's where, here's where it's at. The, you know, the pro shops can definitely, and, and I'm, I've got to word this correctly just to make sure that I'm wording it correctly, but the pro shops definitely labor and uh, the return for uh, expendable items like arrows and, you know, maybe changing a peep side out, or maybe they want a new side, or they maybe they want to try a new rest that came out. You're going to get more return repeat customers off that than you are the the single bow itself. Once once that person buys the bow, most people on average right now, and you got your guys, and I I used to be one of them, so I can talk about it. I used to be the guy that bought probably every bow that came out uh, said year. This has been years ago, obviously before I started. Uh, new breed but i'd buy every bow out there because first of all i'm left-handed so then i'd I'd just have to order it to buy it and then i'd probably turn around and flip it on ebay and buy something else you know until i found the one that i liked and then by the time hunting season got here i'd either go back and purchase the one that i liked at all the ones i tried or either i'd keep the one that i said okay this is it you know but those guys are rare most individuals you know when they buy a bow they're probably going to buy it for at least a two to five year span. Um, I even see, and I used to have a pro shop a long time ago before starting new breed. And I mean, we'd get bows that would come in that were probably 10 years old. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Damn it. You're, you're, you know, you have your guys every year that have to have to upgrade to the new flagships. Yeah. And then there's the, the other guys that are like, they, they're, they're, they realize that from one year to the next, there's really not that much of the difference. Actually, to be honest with you, I mean, we're looking at a several year span where the technology really hasn't changed much. And I don't want to call it gimmicky, um, but there, there are changes. But the, a bow from, let's just say, 2000 and probably 11, 2012, 13 is not going to be um, a really weak or outdated product compared to a 2018 or 19 bow right and and so that that'll lead into a couple of other things that we can talk about but with with that you mentioned something you used the word gimmicky and, and uh, look anybody that is in this industry right now uh i give respect to especially because i'm still the kid okay and when i say that i'm i'm older obviously but what i mean by that I'm, I'm still the young one in the industry i mean our company's 10 years old there's companies out there they're bumping 100 years old in this industry in the compound industry you know or yeah. i should say archery not compound but anyway in the archery industry so what i'm getting at is there there's companies out there that have been around a lot longer than i have uh what has happened with most of those companies is, is a lot of them have changed hands uh you know, sort of behind the scenes. And so, you know, some of these larger companies are called holding companies probably are invested in them at this point, but we'll, we'll get to that. But what I'm getting at is, you know, when you go around and you see this kind of change, I don't, I definitely am not a gimmick guy. Uh, In fact, 
when we design a bow, and, and I always use the word we because even though I do the designs for New Breed Archery, I'm listening to first the uh, the inside employees, all, all our employees shoot bows. We're all archers inside that company. Um, I just happened to get lucky uh, and was – actually, I was, an, I was a hunter, then an archer, then became an engineer, you know, and, and that was my progression. I went to engineer and then turned into an archer, so that's my yeah. progression of this. But anyway – my point to that is I listen to what the people inside the company say. I listen to our affiliates, our shooters that are out there shooting the bows. And then the last thing I do is I listen to the consumer of what they're wanting. And I sort of, when I design a bow, I try to put it all together, but there's one thing that I always do. I, I do the, the kiss side of this, the keep it simple side of things. And what I mean by that is I try to engineer out anything that if it failed, you could definitely probably go to a local pro shop, whether they sold new breed or not, and probably get it fixed and go hunting for at least the weekend or the week trip you're on or whatever. And, and I'll, a good example of that is I'll use our um, cable rod or, or cable slide that we have on ours. It is a hybrid, so it actually does have a roller in it, but it also slides and moves like a traditional cable slide does. The main reason I do that, and I didn't strictly get hung up on another type of technology that's out there. The reason I did that is if for some reason you drop your bow, you knock it off, the guy at the airport, you know, does something, something happens and, and that slide breaks. You could literally walk into any pro shop that's in the United States, I would say for sure, walk into any pro shop. And if they have a cable slide, from 10 years ago, it would probably get you through that hunt. No, you're going to have to adjust your sight probably, but you're not, you're not having to try to overnight a specialized part. Yeah. You're not, you're not done. You're not dead in the water. Right. And so, uh, that's just one place that we, we do it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, cams are pretty specific to bow design. So you're not going to be able to run in and get brand X's cam and put it on mine. If you drop your bow or something like that, I get that. But, and I wouldn't want anybody to take my, cams off a new breed and put it on another brand either you know so anyway but what i'm trying to say is the simple stuff that we can keep simple we do and so we do that sometimes like you like you mentioned sometimes things come out uh that are really i i'm not going to use the word gimmick but i'm definitely going to say they're used for a marketing tool it gives them something to talk about because it it is it is a new technology of some sort but it probably didn't need to be on the bow if that makes sense. yeah well and that's one of the things that back back whenever i jumped on board with you at new breed and went all in i loved the simplistic designs that were functionable highly functionable simple designs um i have long known that the more you add and the more crap that's on your bow the more there is to fail go wrong or cause sighting errors or tuning errors you name it uh, just a simple fact, like with Navcom rubber that you see a lot inundated on all these bows now, yep. that stuff deteriorates. And as it deteriorates, your tune also deteriorates depending on where that is on the bow. You won't see that on on very many new breeds. And my like my ETX 35 has doesn't have any. And right. that is the first bow that I since I've I, I put a, an initial tune on it. And it is still holding that initial tune. Um, I have not had to mess with it at all. All I do is shoot it. And it shoots lights out. It doesn't matter if I'm shooting it twice a day or twice a week. When I pick that bow up, 
it shoots. And there's just, I just, I, I love that the the simple aspect of that because I, I mean, my time's limited, so I get to shoot more, which is perfect. Shoot more, tune less. Hunt more, tune less. It works for me. Right. What? So at the end of the day, uh, I'm gonna touch on a little bit of all that you mentioned, but I'm, I'm definitely gonna say this. At the end of the day, a bow for me. Like if you just ask me whether I designed it or or whatever before I got into the the actual this side of the industry, you know, when I was more into the sales side and then the other side of that when I was just in the shooting side of the world or the hunting side of the world, this is what a bow is to me. It is a tool. Now don't get me wrong, I like I like my tools to look cool. So that's <laughs> that's where all the customization comes in. But honestly, at at the end of the day, my new breed bow is the same thing as me walking out there and digging in my tool chest and getting out the hammer. When I get it out, I want it to work. And I don't want to have to polish my hammer. I don't want to have to make sure the hammer's tight. <laughs> you know, I just want to yeah. go nail some nails. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And no, so exactly. That's what new breed or I say new breed, but that's what a bow in general is to me. It is a tool. I want to get it. I want to go hunting or I want to go tournament shooting or something along those lines. So that's what I designed these bows for. Now, obviously, we have to make them look good, you know. And then secondly, going back to what you mentioned, the way I designed the bow, the reason you don't see the rubbers on there is exactly what you mentioned. It's something else that can fail. And and it goes back to something that I just talked to. I'm not looking for, you know, I appreciate the person who comes in and buys a new bow every, honestly, that buys a bow every nine months to a year they're flipping bows and wanting the newest new breed. So I appreciate those people. Don't get me wrong. I, I really do. But at the same time, I'm trying to build a product for the person that wants to keep that bow for the longevity of it. You know, basically in their mind, when they walk out, I want them to go, no matter what comes out, I'm going to be settled on this bow because I've invested my money into it. And for the next X amount of years, this is going to be my tool that's going to help me harvest animals or win tournaments, you know, and, and enjoy the sport. It, That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah. And I, I fall into that line as, as well. And, and it, it's kind of funny because I had fallen into the trap of getting a new bow every nine months. And I never really became proficient, comfortable, or like felt like when I picked that bow up, I knew it's nuances. Yep. Um, cause I was always flipping them and, uh, like I have some some guns and I've had them for a long time and when I pick them up they feel right and they're tools as well that I pick up a gun to go do work with it, to go hunt into harvest game uh, I don't shoot targets very often um, I'm not a giant target shooter but that's what those are and then the new breed fell right into that where I was going like I was like man I was like I just don't like I'm always getting a new bow and I'm never really comfortable with it I'm always working out. Uh, kinks in, in it and you know kinks in my you know myself with that bow I never really get comfortable with it and then I get a new one and it's we're back to the we're back to square one um so I like that in in with the new breed like the ETX I I don't foresee uh myself parting with it anytime soon um I just I fell in love with that bow and when I pick it up I just it's I it's ready it's, it's time to go do work and and put, put shots where they need to be and I, I love that about the bow. And, and with a little bit of the engineering, the way you, you engineer your bows, it kind of eliminates um, the need for the quote-unquote gimmicky stuff because you're building solid, solidly engineered bows that tune out the hand shock, tune out the noise, 
Um, it's all inherent in your engineering, and you're, you're really putting a lot of time into building a bow and a cam system and all that to work together, not just around each other. That's right. And we're not just throwing some parts together and say, okay, we got something new. Here we go. And I get that a lot. I'm like, man, why does Newbreed not have a bow every when everybody else releases? And I'm like, well, I release a bow. Now, don't get me wrong. We have prototypes and we got things that we're working on right now that are probably for uh, not just 2020, but we're probably 2020's product is pretty much so done, to be honest with you. Okay. But we're probably looking on 2021, 2022. But I'm still perfecting through them to make sure that we get it right because I would rather not release a product in a hurry just to have something to talk about and then have some issues down the road. I'm not I'm not after the quick sale. I'm after the I'm after the the loyalty sale. And I guess what I'm getting at is I want to be loyal and I say I, but our company wants to be loyal to you to make sure you're getting the right product. But at the same time, what we're wanting is the guy to be or a gal to be loyal to us. Um to say, you know what, I, I'm ready for a new one. Maybe they've gone that two to five to seven year, whatever that magic number is for, for the person to buy a bow. They've gone that length, and they're like, you know what, this one did me well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to them, and that's what that's all I'm after. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do quick sales. I'm trying to get sales that last a long, a long time. What I hope for is that they turn around and tell their friends, hey, look how long this thing lasted me, and how good it's doing, so on and so forth. That's why we build them custom. Yeah, and you're building other, lifelong customers. That's right, and that's that's what we want. We're we're trying to build the sport. That's the reason that we're going to go all the way back to something we started in this conversation. That's the whole reason I'm doing the direct to consumer. I'm not trying to cut anybody out. I'm not trying to take away from anybody. But bows have gotten. You mentioned something just a minute ago, and I'll just say it. Bows have gotten to a point to where they are now the price of a good quality gun, if not somewhat higher i mean hate to say that but for the and and so what i'm getting at with that is let's go back 15 years i mean i i'm i'm gonna date myself here a little bit but we can go back a little bit longer than that i'm i'm a little bit older but i'm not so old back we can go back i I started shooting at a young age so i do have to admit that i did shoot at a young age i worked in a sporting goods shop at a young age but anyway i can go back and you know some of those bows i mean Honestly, if you if you have one today that you bought, you know, when you were a teenager and you're in your 40s now, you, you need to go upgrade, okay? But, um, you know, some of the those bows there, what I'm getting at is you could go into a shop and, you know, $500 was expensive back then, but at the same time, it, it definitely wasn't nearly as expensive as walking into a shop today and seeing, it, seeing one hanging for... there's even some there's even some quote-unquote uh special built ones at factories for x amount of dollars that cost you more there's even uh certain grades of bows that are going to cost you in a couple of grand by the time you get finished and and don't get me wrong those bows I, i get what they're doing with that but my point to that is if you spend that kind of money on x brand that and you bought the special edition that was put together by the by the special guy that puts them together or whatever and then you turn around and flip it a year later you have lost some value in that bow um so yeah what we're trying to do at, at new breed is by going consumer direct we now can offer you a bow at 899 we can offer you that bow but you're getting that special one-off hand-built feel we still build them one at a time 
We still do all the titanium and stainless steel upgrades. We do everything that if we had to go through the traditional way of the retail with this, that bow would definitely need to be an eleven ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine bow. It would. So you're at eight ninety nine. You're actually getting more value for your dollar. You're getting technically in a retail world. You're getting a thirteen hundred dollar bow if you went. But by us sort of working these deals with the demo centers and this, we're allowing our price to stay low so that we can give you a better product for a better price. And that's it's not we're trying to give you a product for a less price because it's a less quality bow. Um, yeah. I know some I know some bows that fit in our price range right now that they are nowhere near the same. And I get that question a lot. I'm like, well, X brand over here, you know, they sell one for for seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine. You know, how does it compare? And I'm like, look, do yourself a favor. Go look at that brand and whatever brand that is, go over there and look at the thirteen hundred or the twelve hundred or the eleven hundred dollar bow, somewhere in that range, you know, let's just that upper scale. I said, go look at that bow, and that's the one I want you to compare my bow to. We're not going to compare to the the five ninety nine, four ninety nine stuff that's out there. Not, you know, to not you know be basically bash, but some of some of that stuff when it starts getting, you know, I'm always going to say this: buy the bow you can afford. Don't try to yeah. over over buy yourself. So what I'm trying to do is allow you to be able to afford a better quality product for what you can afford money wise, value wise. So. Yeah, and and you you kind of as you're talking there, like a, a little light bulb went off, and and I'm thinking now. So these these bows, and you know, ten ninety nine, eleven ninety nine, whatever they may be, they're over a thousand dollars for these flagship yep. bows. Yep. And how crazy is it that yeah, they cost more than a firearm that will that p- people will keep in their family for a lifetime, and then continue right. to pass it on to children and grandchildren. And in essence, we're treating these thousand plus dollar bows they're almost like disposable items because yep. you buy one and you buy one and as soon as they they pop up on on the racks and then the next year you're selling it and buying the next one that's up there on the rack it's 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 it's, it's insanity and uh you're really not always getting a better bow because you hear it all the time on these archery talk forums and on social media oh, i wish i still had xyz bow from three years ago it was the best shooting bow i ever owned and i sold it and i got the next best thing and it wasn't the next best thing um and it's it's just it's it's almost like a it's it's become like like robbery um you know these bow companies are coming out with this next thing and it's it's a lot of it's marketing and it's convincing the consumer that they need this next this new bow um when in reality a lot of times it's not a better bow um, well, and, you know, and that's that's definitely what's happened, man. And I mean, I hate I hate to be the guy to do it, but I'm just going to say it. A lot of these companies nowadays have become marketing companies in this industry. They've become they're not. I mean, I'm not going to say they're not archery companies. OK, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want it to come off that way, but they have become marketing companies. They are they are marketing gurus and they they know how to wheel you in and pull you in. And I mean, you know, it, it happens. Look. I'm human, right? You are too. It happens in all industries, not just our industry, but <laughs> all, all industries. Kinds of shit I mean, I, don't need. <laughs> I mean, you know, in all honesty, in all honesty, you know, you you go get in your your vehicle you bought four years ago, and you're driving down the road, and you know something goes whizzing by, and you're like, "Golly, I want one of those." No, you don't need it. There was the key. You want it, you don't need it, right? So exactly, you know, I, I drive a I drive a two thousand. Well, 
I've got a couple of vehicles, so I mean, I don't want anybody to go, oh man, he just said that on that. And I know I see him all day long in this other thing, but <laughs> I, my my hunting vehicle, my personal hunting vehicle, which I drive, I carry to the shows, I go everywhere, but my personal vehicle is a 2008 model vehicle. Okay, it's a truck, <laughs> you know, but you know, the, my daily driver is something a little different. And I'll be honest with you, I bought it because my truck is designed to pull trailers and go hunting and. So I have yeah. a little smaller vehicle that I drive to work. I commute to work every day in. And so, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want somebody to say, well, I know that's newer because now my commute car, I probably change around a little more. But my 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 go to tool, that 2008 vehicle is my go to tool. And to be honest with you, it replaced probably my 1990 something or another vehicle that I finally just got tired of working on. Fixing. So that's the kind of yeah. guy I am. Yeah. So anyway. No, I'm, I'm with you. And, and, and it's 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 in all aspects of life. But the, the funny thing is, is and we'd already touched on this a little bit. A lot of these archery companies aren't actually even the archery company anymore, but they're a larger holding company. And uh, it's kind of changed the game and, it, and it's really changed the game for the retailers, especially the mom and pop pro shops and local stores. And yeah. uh, it's, it's actually yeah. they have helped they have really helped pave the way for big box um, because the mom pause with the way the industry has gone to these holding companies in which a lot of people aren't even aware of the smaller retailers. They can't stay in business. It's just, it's impossible. And yep. I know we've had this conversation uh, before and um, it's amazing. It, they're, they're, they're like credit card companies. So the archery yep. companies have become like marketing companies and the ones that actually own them, um, the holding companies have become like credit card companies. Um, yeah. and, and just they're literally eliminating uh, Fred's custom bow shop or, you know, the, yep. you know, the shooter's choice or whatever the name of your local shop is. They're no, a lot of them are no longer in business. I actually have two in my area that have shut down. They just yep. couldn't keep up. And uh, so if I, if, and if I'm, if I, if I, from what I've heard and firsthand and from what we've talked about, a lot of these smaller companies, they buy, they have to keep up. They have to buy the new inventory and they may not have sold all of last year's inventory, which then, I mean, it's such a vicious cycle. So they, they get the credit and they get all these bows in and they have to stock X amount to be a dealer. And they have, you know, they're carrying this line, that line and this line. And, uh, and whatever they don't sell, they still got, and that money's out. They have already paid that money. Yep. So they need to get the new bows in to stay in business and stay competitive and get their customers to come back. But they still got all this old stock, which then they got to sell at discounted prices, normally dictated by the overall holding company. And then and, and they got to do that in order to get the new product in and keep their credit up. And then they get the new bows and they're already down. And it's just such a vicious cycle. And it slowly just taps them to where there's no cash flow. And they're just yeah. they're, they're living on credit. It, it does. And so so let's back up and I'm going to. I'm going to share, and I say back up, we're going to stay on the subject, but I'm just going to share a little bit of, you know, a snapshot, a nutshell of, of me a little bit. Okay. So, and what I mean by that is we're going back all the way up to pre-high school. Uh, just before high school, my dad was good friends with the local sporting good guy, 
uh, Willingham Sports. I don't mind, you know, in Alabama, it's not. I don't even think he's in business anymore, unfortunately. But my dad was friends with with him. Uh, I went in there as a a young child. You know, we bought fishing gear, archery gear, bullets. I mean, I I gun hunted before I got serious into archery, and so you know, my dad was buying stuff from him. Then, obviously, as I got older, my dad was trying to get me stuff. Well. We also come from a, a farm family. I've said that a couple of different times, but, you know, we weren't rich by any means and, and still aren't today. We're just going through life like we're supposed to, right? You know, trying yeah. trying to live the best way we can. So, uh, you know, my dad would go in there and, and he saw an opportunity that I liked archery. And so he had said something to the guy at Willingham's about, hey, you know, my son might be interested in a part-time after-school job. He's about to go into high school and, uh and honestly, my dad was probably looking for somewhere for me to go after school until he got off work, <laughs> to be honest with you. But he was thinking, well, I just put my son to work, you know. And so uh, anyway, at, at 15, I went to work at Willingham's. And during the winter, I poured uh, spinnerbait. Actually, the the heads, he made custom spinnerbaits and uh, flip jigs and all the stuff for bass fishing. He made those Obviously, we're, we're dating myself a little bit, but, you know, he made those and he was pretty famous in the area because our area had two rivers that meet that I grew up in. And so I'm pouring those um, spinner baits and that's what I'm doing during the winter because he's selling hunting stuff during the winter. So we're making fishing stuff for the summer. During the, Then during the summer, I fletched arrows. And so I fletched arrows to be able to have him to have arrows to to sail in the in the winter time so it sort of was a, a little bit of a cycle and and where i'm going with this is so I, I started in the retail at a very early age seeing the sporting good retail we i progress i go to work for a, a manufacturing company which drove me to want to do what i'm doing today which is engineering it drove me to you know get that college mindset and um so i went to college uh got a degree Got out from that, actually taught a little bit of school, taught industrial robotics and design, and that was fun, and industrial electronics. Then in there, I couldn't leave the archery world alone. But where I'm going with all this is to get you caught up to this. So I floated in and out. I had a couple of friends that were in the retail business. I was always helping them out. I was always helping other companies when I could, you know, just basically friendly type thing. And so what I started seeing is I get a lot of those calls from my uh, my friends that had these shops that are basically saying, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to, I'm going to close, you know, mostly pro shops. I'm, I'm not going to go full sporting goods shops, you know, um, because you got a lot of things to sell, but when you're the archer and what was happening is it got to be more pressurized to sell, sell, sell. And I, and I get it. I mean, you got to sell to do things, right? That's what retail yep. is. But what was happening is the passion was going away and, and where I'm trying to lead up to this, the nutshell part of this is I was basically an archer first. I was in retail, became who I am today by the manufacturing side because I worked in the manufacturing side for a little bit and figured all of it out. I did not come. I was not a business. I didn't grow up a business. I didn't go to school for business, if that makes sense. OK, I went to school for something totally different. And so what I'm getting at is to be in today's world, you almost have to be educated in business to pretty well and and so this is why you're seeing these pro shops sort of go away because the guy that started the pro shop he was probably the local pro or on a national level pro that wanted to share his passion with other people with archery and what happened is it turned into a business you know the the sales representatives start coming in and they start saying that you need to buy x amount and 
And where that came is, is that these companies, like we mentioned, got bought by these. So these companies that started archery started getting bought out by these larger companies that are holding companies. And, and so what they were doing is now it's all about the number is how many bows do we sell? How many is Joe at his pro shop selling and what can we do? All right. He sold 52 last year. Let's get him to sell 104 this year, whatever it takes guys, you go out there and do that. And, and it becomes very pressurized. And so then what happens is let's say brand X is, is the number one. Let's say you got four or five bows in your pro shop. Now we're not talking the Bass Pro Shops, okay? We're not talking the Sportsman's Warehouses and those kind of things, you know, the big Walmart-type uh, shops. We're talking about your average pro shop guy that has the, the shop on the corner archery shop, okay? So what happens is they come in there and they say, okay, you got these five lines sitting here, and we're your number one company. So Brand X is number one, okay? And so what Brand X says is, man, if you don't buy a little bit more product from me, I'm sorry, but instead of Joe around the quarter archer shop, now there's Bob around the quarter archer shop. That's his competition says we want brand X's product. And if you don't buy some of these, I'm going to have to go let brand. I'm going to have to go let Bob have them because I got a quota. I've got to meet. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens is Joe Archer, Joe's archery shop freaks out. And so he looks up and says, well, man, I got to keep brand X because it's the one that kept me in the black last year. So here comes business. It's the one that kept me in the black last year because I sold more of those than I did of this brand, this brand, this brand. So I tell you what I'm going to do. The one I didn't sell the most of, I'm going to just pull it off the rack. And it's not because it's a bad product. It just happened to be the one he didn't sell the most of because maybe the marketing's different or something's going on. So he pulls that one off the rack to be able to add more of brand X's vote. Well, before it's over with, out of those five lines the shop originally started with, you walk back in that shop five years later, and now all that's hanging in there is Brand X, okay? And the reason Brand X is hanging in there is because they've just been pushing and pushing and pushing. And he's trying to keep his competition down the road because now he's, he's lost his passion for the – he hasn't lost his passion for the sport. Let me rephrase that. But now he's turned into a bit. His passion is, okay, he's making a living off this. This is not his side job anymore, and he does not need – bob's archery shop who is his competition out selling him because he don't need to lose sales because he's got to keep the lights on and so well, man, it gets, it, it, you it gets crazy man it gets yeah it gets crazy and so what happens this is this is going to sound really crazy when i say all this but anybody listening to this has been around archery long enough they've seen this probably in the beginning joe and bob were probably friends joe and bob probably started the area i'm not going to say local because a lot of times with these dealers, they have to be certain amounts apart and these kind of things, right? So, but yeah. Joe and Bob probably started the area archery club. They probably got it all kicked off and probably got things going, and they were probably great friends. Now, they probably, when they both pull up at McDonald's to sit down for coffee, if one of them's in there, the other one leaves and goes the other way. It's sad because they've created this business, you know, and, and yeah. I'm not saying that you, you got to be in business, right? But what I'm getting at is that that passion for what got you started, which was archery, got you now to where it's just all about the numbers. And so that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna come all the way back around. That's what we're trying to do at Nebrae. I don't want it to be about how many numbers of bows you sell at Nebrae. I want you to sell quality sales. I want you to get the. I want you to get 
the sales for the the rest, the sites, the things that that people can come in and afford on a, I'd almost say a monthly scale. And what I mean by that is a guy's not going to, if, if you got a guy coming in buying a bow a month, I, he's doing, I mean, he's got something going on and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's, there's people that can do it in this, there's people that can probably buy it daily if they want to, right? They, they make the right amount of money, but that's not your normal customer is what I'm getting at. Your normal customer is not coming in once a month buying a bow. Your normal customer is coming in buying arrows. He might be switching releases every couple of months. He might be switching sites out in and out, you know, because the cool part about archery and the passion of archery is it is a tinkerer sport. I have to admit it. Um, yeah, and you're well, always striving to do better. And, and, and unfortunately, I mean, uh, I mean, there's there's two extremes to it. You got your trad bow guys that in this purest sense are striving to become better with their own abilities, u- utilizing just a stick bow and an arrow. Um, but the compound guys, a lot of a lot of the increased accuracy range and uh, shrunk shot groups come from better equipment because right. um, you do get you do get what you pay for um yeah. if you buy if you buy and, I, and i'm not, not knocking anybody you you can only buy what you can afford but you can't expect to get hundred dollar accuracy out of a twenty dollar site um right. so it, yeah. it's 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 such it it, it is it's it's it is a business it's a business it's it's a business for you i i think you're just taking a different approach and you're putting um, the sport of archery and the consumer first. Um, yeah. So I think I think even sometimes before yourself in your company. And I, I'm I'm I mean, there's no secrets here. I shoot new breed right. solely, and I'm also an affiliate with your company. And I am, I, I so to speak, you know, for lack of a better term, bought in because I believe in you. I believe in your company. I believe in your bows. Um, but it, it, it is a business and in the, the crappy thing that I've seen in the, in the archery business, cause I've been shooting since I was a kid as well. And my own personal experience with the archery shops, and there was a horrible one growing up as a kid that we, it was our only option and, uh, some of the horror stories. So we, <laughs> we had, uh, we grew up, you know, we, we bought our bow, we bought some bows from there and, uh, I wanted the I wanted the new bow and it wasn't a brand that this pro shop carried. So I ended up ordering it. Mm-hmm. And when I took it there, he refused to work on it because I didn't buy it from his store and it wasn't a brand that he carried. He actually flat out refused to work on and set up mm-hmm. my bow. Mm-hmm. So there's like and, and that was that was back sometime. But what you're also yep. seeing, you're seeing that again. And now yep. I the my local pro shop is they're great. Uh, it's the Archer's Edge. Um, they're phenomenal. They're great guys. The owner, Steve, good guy, and he he doesn't carry new breed, and uh, he has he has flirted and he's looking at the demo idea. But really, he's got you know he carries the Matthews, the Hoyts, the Bowtech and stuff. But when I walked in and and I you know I told him I was going with new breed and and Nick the manager, I mean he gave me shit. I mean because that's what you know, we're friends now. He gave me yeah. shit about it, but they really went out of their way to understand how your bow was set up and how it worked with, you know, cause your bow tunes a little bit different in my opinion, as it, it tunes better than these other brands uh, tunes easier as well. And so, yeah. but they went out of their way cause they wanted me to keep coming there because I buy other stuff from there and, and yeah. their, their, their business, their, their savvy in my opinion, because they're like, 
you know, yeah, Joe didn't buy his bow here, but yeah, okay, but he's still going to buy arrows, rest, release, or whatever. Um, but you'll see some bow shops that won't even work on you bring in a brand that they don't care. They don't want to work on it. Well, and so we're going to talk about that. This, so let's, I mean, we're, we've been on this subject, but I'll just say that with that. So, all right, I, I gave you mine that basically I was an archer first, became an engineer, now I'm becoming a business guy. But here's what I don't want to lose. By becoming a business person, I don't want to lose my passion for what got me here to start with, okay? And so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to do that with the pro shops. What got them there to start with was their passion. Somebody mm-hmm. just didn't walk in and go, you know what? I think I'm just going to put a retail store in today. No, there was there was something that had them wanting. There was a need. They, they probably were the guy that had uh, the garage shop going on, and then they just got to the point that their wife was probably telling them, hey, one more person shows up at 11 o'clock at night, you know, knocking on my door because we're season <laughs> tomorrow. You know, I mean, seriously, and that happens. I, it happened to me as a young age. But anyway, um, what I'm getting at is I didn't want to lose that passion, and I don't want these archery shops to lose the passion. And and I'm going to touch on something you touched on, and and it is what it is. I, I do not – as I'm becoming a better business person, I don't understand this mentality. But that mentality is out there right now. If you don't – have the brand that I sell in your hand, I do not want to touch it. Let me let me just ask you this. Take your car. I, I and I almost almost there's almost a challenge here, but I don't want to I don't want people going and doing this. But what I'm getting at is whatever whatever model your car, whether it's a Ford, Chevrolet, Toyota, <laughs> Kia, whatever. With this. <laughs> right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. It does not matter. Okay. Take it to the different dealer. So let's say take, that you have a take, Ford. Take your Ford to Chevy. <laughs> yeah, go drive it to the Chevrolet dealership and tell them you'd like to have your tires rotated, your oil changed, <laughs> your wipers done, uh, cleaned up. You know what they're going to say? To me, they're going to go, Mr. Noel, you have a seat right here. Drink you a cup of coffee. We're going to service your vehicle. They're not going to go, Ugh, it's a Ford. We don't work on them here. <laughs> exactly. No, they're in business. They're going to want to do that service. They didn't make that sale, right? Okay. They didn't make that sale on the big ticket item, but they're getting what they they're want. They're making money. And, and probably the reason you took your Ford to the Chevrolet dealership is because a buddy of yours said, hey, you know, that guy over there, Bob, at the service center at Chevrolet is awesome. And and you just need to take your car there. And so that's what's happened here. And, uh, you know, so, man, I, the mentality of we will not work on this, here's why this is happening. So I'm going to share one. Is it's not because Joe's Archer Shop or Bob's Archer Shop doesn't like that brand or they don't like you or they don't like anything about it. It's here's why. They are sitting there with inventory hanging from brand X that they are sweating. They have been given that that inventory for X amount of days on a certain amount of credit and they've got to have it sold by a certain amount of time or it's just like a credit card. That interest is ticking, man. It is, it is ticking. And so think about this. If you go and pay just the minimum on your credit card, you will never pay a credit card off. And that is sort of the situation these guys are in. And, and I hate to put it that way. Now I'm not talking about super large companies. We're going back to the, the local archery shops, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the, I that's mean, the that's situation where you're getting they're your in. Service from. And, and they're in that situation. And so they're not mad at you. They're not mad at that brand. What they're mad at is like, Oh my goodness. I, I didn't sell a bow to that guy. 
and now I got to sit on this boat longer. So let me explain it as I've become a business person. This is, this is, and I'm not perfect at anything I do, right? So I'm just sharing what I've learned. This is, this is educational at this point. This is my education that I've had. But when you get a bow in, let's just say I'm a bow shop, Kyle's archery shop, okay? And I order an X brand line. We're not going to talk about new breed at this point. I order X brand line and I, I go to the trade shows and I sign up and I do everything that they want me to do. And my credit's awesome and all this kind of fun stuff. And I get the bows in and I got X amount of days to pay those bows off. And it all sounds really good on paper. And I'm excited because I get to put stuff in my store when it's not the buying season because the buying season is closer to hunting season. But I'm putting stuff in and like right now, February, March, April, those kind of so I can have stuff to show. Well, that's all good. But what happens is if in a in a perfect world, we sell everything, we pay off our bills, we reorder, we keep going. But what about when we do have that downturn year? And here's here's where I'm going with this. Archery today, no one has to have a bow in their hand. No one has to have a gun in their hand. No one has to have a rod and reel in their hand, okay? So where I'm getting at, if you're in this sport, it is something you do because you're passionate about it and it's your hobby. We can go right down to the grocery store and take our money and buy a turkey and come home and cook it, right? But we're probably going to, what we'd rather do is go plunk our money down at the sporting goods shops, go out and kill us a turkey, right? That's what we want to do. That's because it's yes. our passion. That's it, it's, it's actually our birthright to a point, you know? Yeah. And so anyway, with that, that's what we're spending our money on. Well, what happens when the economy has some issues or when things like uh, elections happen? No matter what side of the fence you're on, when elections happen, everybody tightens up. It doesn't matter if you think if your guy's a shoe in that you're that you're voting for, you still tighten up just in case that wild card wins, you know. And so everybody tightens up. What's the first thing we tighten up on? If if you run your house like any like any normal person runs their house, the first thing you tighten up on are the things that you don't need. Wants and needs are two different things. Yep. Yeah. So you tighten up on you tighten up on recreation. We had a little bit of a conversation. Um, right before we got on the podcast about children. And so I, I don't mind sharing. I'm learning a lot there too. I'm getting educated every day on that because <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit older, but I got two young children. And so I'm getting educated with that. And so as you get involved with your child, you're going to want to spend time with your child. You're going to want to do some of the things your child wants to do. And we, we said it earlier, we can't force our children to do what we love. We, we hope they get involved in it. I mean, yeah. Nobody more than we wants my two sons, and I I have two sons. Nobody more than me wants them to get into this sports side, this recreational sports side of the world, right? But yeah. I can't force it on them. I mean, I can only do so much, and yeah, I don't want to be show that. Them the way, yeah, you can show them yeah. the way, but you can't force them. I don't want to be that dad. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, what I'm getting at is, currently, if my son likes soccer. Okay, never been a soccer player, right? But if if he likes soccer, guess guess what dad's doing every once in a while. If if I'm an okay dad, I'm probably on the internet trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> yeah. how, how, how does he play this game so that when I'm in the yard, instead of throwing the baseball, which I know how to do, I'm kicking the soccer ball to him and I'm trying to show him how to do it. That's because I'm trying to be that dad, you know, a little bit. And I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong, I fail every day. Every day I fail at something. And, and parenting is probably one of them. But what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to get better at it. So I'm out there doing that. Well, if, if we're out kicking the soccer ball around and not shooting our bow, you know, I, I can't go, no, son, 
take the soccer ball away. You're going to shoot your bow today. Because guess what he's going to do? Go totally opposite and kick the soccer ball like 80,000 times and never touch his bow. So, you know, so that's where I'm getting at with this is I, I know that sort of got a little long winded, but, you know, yeah, that's just that's what, the, that's that's what podcasts I'm, are for. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's it's I like I really I mean, today I wanted to get you back on and uh, because we, we talk a lot just in general and we will text and the messaging um, education is key. And I think a lot of people. Um, I don't want to say there's there there. I mean, like I said, there's been some rumor mills. There's been some some just misperception on what you're doing and how it could benefit, or you know how it's it, you're not trying to shun the dealers and you're not trying to cut out the middleman. Um, no. You're just trying to make archery more affordable, more enjoyable, and right. um, grow it. You're not trying to you know, cut like shut down mom and pause stores or anything like that. And I, I just think there was a little bit of the misperception was flying around. And then there was also a little bit of just the unknown. Um, and I get those questions and I, I, I answer everybody, everybody. I, I actually, even, even if it takes me a day or two, I, I will get back to everybody. Um, because, you know, like they, they don't completely under, understand the dealer or the demo program or um, some actually you know, some of the dealers I'm sure don't understand the dealer program. And I wanted to get that cleared up for people because, um, there's definitely, I mean, you gotta get, you gotta get one of these bows in your hands and give them a shot that they, they be on stack up. And I want, I just want to get the information out there because people are afraid of the unknown. And if they don't know, they, they, a lot of times people won't go out of their way to find out. So we're going to kind of give them an easy Avenue to, to find it here. And, and there's so much, and, and I just, I don't know. I just, I, I live, I live for the outdoors and hunting, be it mainly archery, but, uh, you, I want to see it grow and, and you're taking a step to put archery in the right direction. And, and it's, there's a lot of misperception and I'm not sure. And, and I'm sure not every archery company is held by a holding company no, and I'm sure. No. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of good companies out there still that are looking out for these smaller businesses, but the, the, the general, um, the overall, unfortunately is, and, and everybody sees it that is op- can open their eyes. These smaller shops are being put out of business and they're just they're not thriving like they used to be nobody wants to open a a local pro shop anymore it seems like well and i'll finish i'll finish where i was going with the whole soccer thing so that we so it doesn't end right there so what i'm getting back to (laughs) is yeah i know because it just sort of cut off so this is what i'm getting back to all right so the lat the very last thing that'll happen is you'll get what will happen is, okay, so now you're spending that little uh, bit of money or, or whatever somewhere differently instead of on your own. You're spending that little bit of money. Sorry, I had a hiccup on my phone there. That's uh, okay. Um, but you're – so that money that you normally spend on archery, now you're sort of trying to get involved with your kids on or whatever. So you're pulling back some of that money from the, the archery. So now the archery shop has had an off year, right? You know, everything's sort of not going as good and they didn't sell as many. And so now they're sitting on all this inventory as that inventory starts building, then that's when it hits, man. That's when it starts happening to these shops. They start having to figure out a way to liquidate them, close out sales, blow out sales, whatever you want to call it. We've all seen it. In fact, some of us live for it, right? And then that mm-hmm. that's an even more vicious cycle. But anyway, my, my point to that is 
now they're trying to hurry up and get rid of it because every day after X amount of days that the, the larger companies have given them to sell those bows and pay for them, every day after that, they're getting charged interest just like your credit card charges on a daily interest. And then the lights are still burning and everything's still going and you hadn't made the sales. And so really what happens at the end of the day is by the time they blow these bows out, they're breaking even. They're not even, they're, they haven't made a profit. So now you have a couple of bad years of that, right? You, you throw in some elections, you throw in that, you know, maybe this group of archers have all grown up a little bit and they're having kids and all this, you know, so I'm just throwing in all the worst case scenarios. That's when you start seeing the businesses go out of business. And that's why you see the sort of like the, the, the grumpy pro shop guy that says, I won't work on that brand because it didn't come from me. It's because he really is distraught, not really at the company, not at you, not at anybody else. He's just worried because, man, he's like, how am I going to make this thing? Because I'm well, sort of. To, yeah, he has to pay the bills just like you do and yep. I do. And, and everybody and else so does. I will say this. You touched on something. I don't want it to sound like Newbreed's the only guy out there flying the independent flag. OK, there's other companies out there. There's some good ones. Uh, you know what? Most most of these guys are the ones that you don't see on every magazine when you open the. If you're if you open up a magazine and all you see is. X brand, X brand, X brand, X brand on every other page and every other guy in the pictures are holding them and every TV show's got them. Those are the big companies, man. It's it's really the the smaller companies like myself. And I, and I use the word smaller more meaning marketing smaller, okay? Not really size-wise, but just marketing-wise. We're the smaller marketing companies because we're probably putting most of our money that comes in instead of putting it into marketing to try to flash us out there we're probably putting it back into the product. And I, I just don't want it to be a misperception that I'm trying to down everybody else out there, but I'm sorry, man, I have been in it 10 years and I have seen what's going on. And I've actually been in the industry longer than 10 years. I've just been in my company where I've been the, you know, basically now I'm, instead of being the pro shop guy, I'm definitely the guy that I'm, I'm the manufacturer now. And so I see it all. And so it's time for me to speak out a little bit about this and, and let people know this is why and I say this all the time, and you mentioned something, but you mentioned, you know, the way we met was not because you signed up for some forum and, you know, some guy knew you and all that. You got to reading about our bow, and you called up our company, and you wound up, I think you talked to somebody first, but then you wound up getting me, and before it was over, or we might have been on Facebook, who knows, I don't know how we connected. I remember that connection, but that's how you connected, and that's how you got, you bought your bow, and then you became, so you mentioned you were affiliate. We didn't sign you up as an affiliate and we didn't get on these podcasts and we didn't do all this ahead of time. No. All that happened after you saw how good our product was. And yeah. so, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I heard, I and so, actually, um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it, it, it might've been a podcast that you heard it from. I can't remember, but I just remember us all getting together that way. And so most of my, most of my affiliates, customers, things like that, that I have are, have come to me because they believe in the product. And, and I'm not saying the other companies don't either, but you know, I'm not, I am the grassroots, you know, word of mouth company. I'm not, I do. Well, don't you, get me wrong. There's I, a, there's I, a I, cult you know. following too. And it, yeah. there, there definitely is. And yeah. I, I found that as I've immersed myself more into the company, there is a cult following and it's very similar to kind of where I, I started getting back into the outdoor industry with ASAC camo. It's got ASAT's got a similar cult following, very loyal, um, very dedicated because they have been 
through the paces with other exactly as it said and uh it's a truly unique innovative and it's a quality product that that works like as you said it's a tool that works and you don't have to manipulate the tool to make it work to fit your application it just works and that's where i fell in love with it and that's why i fell in love with asat and ended up where i'm at with that company ASAT works. Bottom line, I pulled that out. It's a tool that I use to kill game and get close to game to kill game. And the bow, I pull the bow out to to kill game, and it's very, very efficient. It's a very efficient bow. Like I said, it's the first bow I've owned that I haven't had to tune and retune and and play with. I I shoot. Like your tagline, I love it. The no hype, just hunt. It, It is absolutely the most fitting tagline that I think a company has right now in existence because it, it's no bullshit. That is it. You, you, there's yeah. no playing around. It's a tool that you use to hunt and or shoot 3D or shoot tournaments. And you don't have to play with it a whole bunch to make it do what it's supposed to do. Well, and in fact, I think that's so, you know, sort of recapping a little bit, but I, I think that's how we got together is you were looking because some of the mainstream stuff out there had just sort of said, okay, look, uh asat is not spending the marketing dollars so we're not going to put it on our brand because we're not getting it seen everywhere and i'm just saying that's probably yeah, well, what happened with well, that so there was, yeah, that was part so, of it anyway. and i actually i won't name the yeah. brand but i was right. just trying to get the camo finish on yep. the bow and it was right. like jumping through hoops of fire to have it done right. um is even like a custom option or anything and i was like bag this uh, I'm going to keep looking around and then I reading on forums and some different things about new breed. And then uh, the RK one, I think was initially what had caught my attention. And then I started looking more into the compounds and uh, I fell in love with the ETX and uh, it was just, it was just on from there. I bought my ETX and we were kind of rolling and I just never looked back because, and I actually, I think that year, the year I found the ETX, I had, the uh, I had two competitor like flagship bows, and I wasn't happy with either of them. They were supposed to both be like the uh, cat's meow of of bows, and uh, I wasn't happy with either of them. And then I found the ETX, and they were shortly uh, they were they were both gone a very short time afterwards. And that's kind of just it's just kind of built from there. I, I'm looking, and I and I found myself because um, I'm in I'm like in, I'm like one of them. Uh, I, like I, I do some stuff for ASAT and then we have the, the podcast and I, I get into connection with a lot of, uh, a lot of different people. And I'm, I'm finding myself, uh, gravitating to more of these custom and, and a lot of them are customer direct. And I see a growing trend with these customer direct companies. They're not putting a lot of money into advertising or marketing. And a lot of them are using social media as their main marketing angle. But what you're seeing is you're seeing incredible products that are just mind-blowing with innovation and they're taking the the sport forward instead of just its status quo with what i what and i'll i'll say it i don't care what people think gimmicky shit um to to sell their product i mean we're siding with companies that are they're putting out solid products that will extend your dollar and save you money in the long you might pay a little bit more up front for them but you save your money in the long run by having solid products that you don't, you're not replacing yeah. year each year. 
and though new breed it, it, you have a you actually have a better price point you're still you're getting uh, an above quality product that is in my opinion a better bow than yeah. these other flagship bows that cost more money and you're actually getting a bow that's going to shoot infinitely longer in my opinion um well i i appreciate that and, 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 and you yeah you i know. just i i don't i i i don't I, i'm not going to take the pc approach and i understand you're in a little different position than me but speaking freely i i think a lot of people are suckered in by marketing and are highly disappointed and and quite honestly to the point where some people lose their interest and their their passion for the sport because they get so caught up in the having to buy the latest greatest thing because uh some hunter some you know some some marketing jockey who has you know been put to the forefront of the hunting industry um shooting monster bulls on private land or monster bucks on private land they endorse this product so we've all got to have it and guys get lost in the sport they actually they they become you know almost disillusioned and and then they 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 lose their passion because they're broke buying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Yeah. And and really, it's like a rabbit hole. And, and I've been using this term a lot lately. But they they go down the rabbit hole, and before long, it's filling in behind them. And then they got a pissed off wife, or you know, they're, oh, they're yeah. sacrificed. Yeah. They're, you know, they're sacrificed. Yeah. Like today, I'm, you know, I I really like buying Cheerios, but I'm gonna buy the the Save a Lot brand. Because I need to save money because there's a new flagship coming out or because uh, I don't just, you know, whoever's name in the industry, big name is saying that I need to shoot this product and I don't got that product. So I need to get it because it's going to make me a better archer. Well, really, it's not going to make you a better archer. The only thing that's going to make you a better archer is putting in the work and and buying quality components um, and quality equipment and then actually doing the work to make yourself a better shot um but I, I i see it and i see it with friends of mine they're you know they're just down the rabbit hole and there they go and well and and i'll share this with you so with with some of the stuff that you're mentioning so what type of company are we where are we not only are we trying to to really do this but here's the other side i also formed another company we soft launched it January 2019. So this year, so it's my new baby. I'm, I got two yeah. sons, so might as well have two companies, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I formed one I formed for each a, of them. One for each of them to take over. Actually. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, we'll see. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, my my point of that is, so I formed a new one um, at the same time, and there really it was to help with several things but also it's to sort of cut some of the rumors out as well you know like oh well they had to go direct to consumer because the dealers all no, that's not it we're doing direct to consumer for what we mentioned but my new company Bowworks, okay and that's b-o-w-r-k-s so that uh it's not just bow and then works behind it yeah, it's actually sort of spelled instagram, together instagram it's it's at b-o under underscore w or is it b-o-w yeah. I, I, uh, just, right. I just drew a mind blank. What, what, how does that go on, on Instagram? So, it, so at Instagram, which all this stuff's just getting started. You got to remember, it's just getting there. But on Instagram, it's B-O underscore W-R-K-S. And then yes, on Facebook, I think it's just B-O-W-R-K-S. And then the website, we don't even have the website out. So it's soft launch. So we're talking about something I hadn't even talked about on a podcast yet. So you're the first one to get this one. 
But uh, so I launched a company, and here's why. Here's what the se- second company is, and and I call it a sister company or a brother company, whatever you want to call it. But in the industry, I call it a sister company, and and it's not um, it's not something totally different. What I'm doing is going back to everything you were just talking about with that and some of the stuff that we talked about, about having to buy the, the latest, greatest and all that. I saw a need for what about the guy that doesn't want to buy the latest, greatest, but maybe he wants to trick out what he's got. Or maybe he yep. wants to, you know, maybe uh, five years ago, you know, real tree extra or mossy oak, you know, I don't know, green leaf. I'm just, I'm coming up with some names. So don't, yeah, don't kill yeah, me on the no, names, but followers. you know, something <laughs> yeah, are, you know, they, they bought the hot camo five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago, but now it's not now. Maybe, uh, they've, they've gotten into the, the ASAT trend of things, or they've gotten into another brand trend or whatever. I'm trying to be respectful to everybody, you know, on that, but, um, you know, what I'm trying to do with that, I'm saying, okay, so with Bow Works, We'll work on any brand bow. It doesn't have to be a new breed. Now we're getting a lot of new breeds back because there's a lot of people that that own new breeds that love their bow and they just want to change it up a little bit because maybe they bought a black one when black was popular and now, you know, something else is in the the dark grays or whatever's in now, right? Yeah. But what we do, we're a refinishing, refurbishing company to all brands, not just our brand, but all brands. Uh, the new breeds, what's cool about that is we can put the labels on it and do all that and, and so on and so forth. The other brands, I can't do that. Under trademarks and copyrights, I cannot. If, if you send me in and you, you let's just say Brand X, you'll never hear me say another bow company because I just don't want anybody, oh, he called out a company. But you send in Brand X's bow, I can't put Brand X back on the limb. That's just a trademark, you know. And so I can't do that. Um, maybe down the road, these guys will see what I'm doing and they'll allow me to do it and then I will. But anyway, my point is we can change the color of the bow. We can also go through it, uh, update the strings, cables, you know, just check the bow out. I mean, the cool part is we already have technicians that are in our factory that work on bows daily. Plus, they were archers to start with. So they worked on. Yeah. 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 Basically, modern day bowyers. And so um they can go through the bow and see if there's something that we can fix or, or look at or that might need to be addressed um and most of the time nowadays the bows that we're going to get back from bow works are out of a warranty situation anyway and what i mean by warranty is changing the color on the bow if you read through most everybody's warranty if you change the color of that bow or send it off to get hydro dipped or color fusioned or whatever you want to have done to the bow it voids warranty so most of these bows that we're going to be working on the warranty is already gone new breed uh we have a lifetime warranty and so, obviously, if you're sending it back to Bowworks, which is technically a sister company, New Breed, we're probably going to allow it to carry over, if that makes sense. We're not going to, you know, um, we're not going to say, oh, well, you sent it to my Bowworks company, so you're out of warranty. You know? you're, uh, you're shit out of luck yeah. now. Yeah, Sorry. we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. But the other companies, I just want people to be aware. So, you know, unless you're one of those guys that's a risk taker, I would not go buy a 2019 bow and send it to me unless you just want to. And that's cool. I mean, go ahead. I, well, but you know, what bow and, works and is for, yeah. it's a possibility because there's a lot of guys out there in ASAC camo being one. Yeah, I get a lot of people, Hey, where can I get my bow dip? Just buy a brand new bow, but they can't get it in that camo and they want that camo. So there, there is this possibility. Um, and, and we've already Go gotten ahead. we've we've actually already gotten a couple. So I shouldn't say don't send do it, but just be under the mindset that 
your company yeah. may not warranty, you know, if it's not my brand. So anyway, coming back to that, but what this is for, this is for that guy that he spent 800, 900, a thousand, whatever, a couple of years ago, maybe even four years ago, five years ago, we'd go a thousand dollars. I mean, five years ago, both were a thousand dollars. So, you know, he spent a thousand dollars and he does not want to fork out another thousand and he doesn't want to put this one on or she, he or she, I need to make sure on that. Doesn't want to put it on eBay and sell it for $300. You know what I mean? So he can, he or she can send it into us. And we'll change the color, give it a string job, you know, whatever else we can we can do. We'll just check things out. And it's pretty reasonable. I mean, we we looked at all the pricing that's out there right now. And for you to do a riser and a pair of limbs, and here's where our once again, Newbreed has some kind of niche or or Kyle has a niche with bow works. Here's my niche. Normally, this is how the process would go. If you bought a bow, any bow, either a 2019 or whatever brand or, or, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, if you bought that bow, for you to send it off to a company to get the color changed on it, you're going to have to take it to somewhere, have it taken apart or get your buddy that has a garage with a press or whatever. Take the thing completely broken down, only send the parts that you want changed, and then... It's going to have to be sent back, and then you're under the responsibility of putting it back together. I've seen some horror stories on people trying to do this themselves, okay? You know, they have a bow press, and they just, they're just not really into it, or their buddy has one, and so they're going to take it apart, and I've seen horror stories. So I, co- I where, couldn't even imagine. I couldn't do it myself. So what we said is, okay, how can we be different? We want to do this, but how can we do, be different? If you're willing to do the riser and limbs, Send your whole bow, and we will disassemble it and reassemble that bow for you and send it back, you know, at least what we call tune, which is timed, you know, basically where the cams are synced and, you know, the and all the spaces are in the right places and, and fun stuff like that. If for some reason you only want the limbs done or for some reason you only want the riser done, still send us the whole bow. We're going to charge you a little bit of a fee, not a lot, but a little bit of a labor fee just because it's almost like, we've got to get the sale for the limb and the, the riser to justify giving you free labor on it. So we give you free labor. If you do the both bow, parts, the, the riser, yeah. yeah, the whole bow, we give you the, the free labors included, the assembly disassembly. If you just want certain parts of the bow, there's going to be a little bit of a labor fee, but it's not ridiculous. And, and I'll even share the price in, in just a minute. And then lastly, we have one that, well, once in our shop, if we're going to go ahead and change the color of it, most of the time the strings, want to be changed to match the bow so let's say that you got a bow and it's got green strings for some you know it's black with green strings and you decide you want to have i'll I'll use your stuff asat okay let's say you want to have asat put on this bow but now you're going the more stealth mode you want to get rid of those bright green strings and uh we can actually build you a string that matches that camo we can do all that and all that's included in a, a feed so there's our niche is that we're giving you the labor if you do the whole bow we're assembling, disassembling, saying that we're putting it back together. And the other side of that is we can go ahead and service you with a, a set of strings as well. So you, basically, when you get the bow back, it's revamped, refurbished, whatever the, the catchphrase you want to use. But that's what we're doing with it. And uh, so to get a bow done, this it, it's going to cost you a little bit of shipping down here and, and shipping back. Um, you know, the, you're responsible for the shipping down here and then. Uh, is average is about $27 inside the U.S. to ship a bow now. So $27 back to you. It's $375 if you do strings and change the color of the whole bow. 
it's $275 if you strictly just change the color of the bow, but you leave all your strings and everything that you've got on the bow. So reasonable pricing. I mean, yeah. you know, go go do a little research on hydrographics or, or and we're actually, uh, I'll say it, we're in the process of adding another process. I, I'm going to leave it at that right now because I don't want people to get all excited. We soft launched the <laughs> company. We're already getting some responses. So we're growing enough that we're going to go ahead and add a new process to the mix. Right now we do hydrographics, okay? But we are going to add another process to our mix while we're doing it. So uh, cool, it's exciting. Cool. Yeah, looking, yeah, looking so. forward to it. Actually, my brother, uh, he just sent you a blade. Um, he did. That's right. He he yep. actually, so he had, uh, he found a blade. He found it on eBay and uh, got a heck of a deal on it. And then he had, had it sent over to Bowworks to have the limbs uh, done in ASAP. And uh, he's yeah. he's he's super excited. I, he was he posted a picture of it yesterday. He, he and he calls me like every three yeah. hours. Keeps, <laughs> keeps me updated, and I always just chuckle at him. But he's he's super excited, and it, it yeah. but it is exciting because you, in essence, it, it it could work for a, a multitude of reasons. A guy like you said has a bow and wants he wants to just get it redone because he doesn't want to spend a thousand dollars on a new one. Yep. Maybe because he realizes the new bows aren't that much better or because he can't afford to do it. Um, yep. But he wants he wants a new look. Or maybe he was into Mimi Cry camo, and now he wants to go out to an open pattern camo, and he wants his bow to match his camo because, as hunters, we're all vain and insane. And uh, so he decides to go that route. Or you get the guy that he's, you know, he's getting into – I mean, he's into archery or he's just getting into it and he buys a bow off eBay, but he doesn't like the way he looks, but he got a good deal. Now he can send it in and for less than, I mean, obviously less than buying a new bow, get a, what is a new bow? Plus, I think the added benefit you got going for you at Bowworks is a guy can buy a bow. And what my brother did is a perfect example. He buys a bow off eBay and he has it shipped directly to you. Um, yeah. And so he's going to have the limbs redone and then he's going to get it he's going to be retuned, but now he has a peace of mind that that bow is coming to him. And even if the guy he bought it from had it, it <coughs> jacked up a little bit, which I think in that case he did. Um, it's coming to my brother tuned. It's, it's in time and it's tuned and it's ready to start shooting. Um, and it, it's a really nice little option for guys that are looking to buy maybe a, a used bow to save some money. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really cool idea. I like it. And the fact that, you can send a complete bow, have your guys, your technicians who build new breed bows, take it apart and put it back together. Um, it saves a ton of the unknown and uncertainty of taking a bow apart to send the parts to have it hydrated. And you're paying right. probably actually less. Um, I, right. you know, I was, I, I've looked into it. You're, you're, you're actually paying less for bow works to get your bow, hydro dip it, put it back together and, right put it back in tune than you are to just have it hydro dipped by somebody else. It, it just, it, what it is. Right. And so, and, so uh, your, and you're offering all the color, all the cal different color options that you can get on a new breed bow. Um, is there any, is, is there any, is there anything that like, so like, uh, obviously I know ASAC camo, what other camo options are there that guys can get put on? Well, we have we have a multitude. Um, let let me touch on this. So we have a, a multitude of camos we can put on there. Uh, obviously, we've got the mossy oak brand. We're in the south, so we got the mossy oak brand. <laughs> um, we've we've worked a license deal with 
real tree, but we're still sort of in the middle of that one a little bit. So uh, I'm not going to be able to offer it today, technically, you know, but we're just getting those licenses all worked around because we've had some stuff for new breed that we got to get licensed for bow works. You know, we, we want to do it right. So okay, uh, yeah. anyway, we're getting there. Uh, we offer there's if you go to new breeds website and I'm not trying to push you to new breed. Well, I, honestly, we're, we're getting our bow work site up and running. But um, if you go to New Breed's website and look through the riser colors, almost anything on there we can do. We have a lot of solid colors. So we do the solid tans, the solid olive drabs, the solid uh, dark browns, the solid grays, the solid, um, you know, gun metals. We, we can do, if you can, if you can look it up, if, if you can look it up, we can definitely, uh, we can definitely probably do it. And we send a lot of people to, uh, water transfer printing. Look up TWN water TWN water transfer printing. We send a lot of people to go there and look at different films. Um, and I think it's called watertransferprinting.com. dot com. And yeah, so, okay, so uh, they can look at different yeah. different finish options. Yeah. It, it yep. As far as on the new films, site or yeah, right. Gotcha. Right. As far as films, uh, solid colors a little bit different ball game, man. We. Solid colors are what they are, and we can do them. I mean, we we get purples, pinks, greens. In fact, uh, since we're on the subject, I mean, we we actually did a custom bow for uh, one of your other family members. Um, yeah, my sister-in-law. That that thing yeah. turned out incredible. Yeah. The seduction. Yeah, and so we did that uh, in a in a custom pink. That I mean, it's a one-off pink. It wasn't like we just went down to the the local uh, body shop paint place and picked out a color i mean we actually if i remember right we sort of went back and forth a little bit on it so you know yeah, she it was very it was very she had to have a certain color pink and so i think we got it is and what she happened trusted me to pick it and yeah i was i was, I was nervous so, but I, yeah. I was nervous about the whole project i mean not the bow just the 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 asat overlaying this pink and i was like really i was like you want pink under under the the, the black and the brown and she's like um, yeah, it's my bow, and that's what I want. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. You, you, you're you right. Uh, okay, we'll go with it. And she's like, I want, like, a, a matte pink. And uh, I'm like, all right, uh, we'll figure it out. And you you nailed it. You nailed it, guys. She got yeah. it. And I normally, normally, like, I wasn't too long ago, I got the uh, 30 rapid-fire death threat <laughs> messages. What that she couldn't go to – she wasn't allowed to come to bear camp. Well, this yeah. time it was a little bit better. I got like 30 rapid fire. I, I love it. I'm in love with this. I can't believe it. It's perfect. And the yeah. boat, it, and, and I'll be honest with you, because the, the seduction, if, and people don't, might not know about the seduction, it used to be in your line. It's now not, not in your line. You had some risers, and um, you decided to put this together. Because she was torn, because she's, she's a smaller statue. She's kind of petite. And uh, we were actually contemplating the spawn for her and you're like ah, i got a great idea the seduction and then when you sent me a, a picture of the riser i'm like oh sold she'll she's gonna love this and uh she was kind of aware of everything that was going on but like it has the heart in the in the riser uh at the yep. where the limbs attached at the limb pockets there's it, it's 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 an it's an abstract heart but it's it's a heart and then yep. there's hearts cut into the actual uh, main main part of the riser, where, like your sight window, and with that pink ASAP, man, that thing just pops, and it looks great. It's got the I, what what color did you go with for the the actual limb sticker? Is that yellow? 
Uh, that's actually a, a tan. We had it. We actually matched the stream manufacturer's tan. So what we did, this is how far we go. I went and <laughs> cut every single strand of string material that we could find from the, there's a couple of manufacturers out there. I went and cut every one I could. There were solids now, you know, they make some, you know, uh, speckled colors and all that. We didn't do that, obviously. But I went and cut every solid color strand string I could, tied them on a card, labeled them, mailed them off to the uh, company that prints. We call it a limb sticker. It's technically not a sticker, but we just go with that for, for yeah. layman's terms today. But it's it's a chemical process. But we sent that off to that company that make those for us and said, okay, this is what I want. I need stickers that match all these. And then uh, they sent us samples. And if you go and look on our website today, we got, oh, my goodness, we got limb stickers. We even do black limb stickers. And some people are like, you got black? Well, some guys want gray limbs, and so it looks really good on there. you know. Yeah. But um, Anyway, so uh, we went with the tan to match the tan in the because we tried it, it, to keep a little bit of ASAT to it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, well, yeah. it, 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 it's deceiving on that pink background. Yeah, and like, it it yeah. messes with my eyes. Yeah. But, yeah, because when we got to the string on that, uh, you are like, well, what color string? And, yeah. you know, we were obviously it was uh, brown and pink. And uh, yeah. I'm like, man, you know what? Because I'm looking at the strings on my bow because she, she's like, what are you thinking? You know, my brother's like, what do you think? He's like, oh, these strings got to look good. And I'm like, oh, I'm like. I'm like, yeah, there needs to be that little sliver of black in there. And I mean, the, the, the bow just, it, it's all, I'm going to, she's got it. I just haven't seen them since she's got it. She sent me, she sent me one picture, but I plan on, we're all going to get together here and get that thing set up. And then I'm going to get a bunch of pictures of it and put it up on my media, um, and my personal and then on Boga it's, but it's, it is sharp looking and I'm, I'm not like to each their own. And yeah. I don't give a crap what anybody thinks because you yeah. got these, you know, uh, and even girls, you know, the, the hardcore girls that chew tobacco and got yeah. mud on their boots all the time. They're, pink isn't it can't. Well, guess what? Deer well, and elk I... can't see pink. And so it works. <laughs> yeah. And if and if someone likes it, then you get it, because if that makes you happy, then that's what you need to get. I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty much I've drawn the line in the sand. I. I'm pretty much tired of intolerant people and people that want to voice their opinions and that everybody should absorb them and, and think like them. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, well, that's you, funny you gotta, to say you, that. You do, what you, you do what you like. That's sort of where we are with, uh, with new breed uh, to a point. I mean, obviously we're not, you know, but what I'm getting at is we want to build a custom bow for you. And then on the other side, Okay, let's say that you don't to get that custom bow, but you don't want to get out there and try to have to do a whole new brand because you're in love with the bow you got. That's what bow works is for. What I what I want to get at at the end of this whole thing, and as we're talking, is at the end of the day, yes, I've become a business person. Yes, I engineer the bow, but at the end of the day, passion is what got me here. Okay, and I'm not going to lose that passion trying to become a better business person you know and so what i want to do this sport is what's got me here and i want to keep the sport alive and uh you know there's all kind of you know you should shoot this and you should shoot that and you should you know look if you're out there and you're doing some hunting we're we're happy for you um you know and i never i've always in an early age pre-business anything somebody told me never say never and so I'm just going to lay it out, man. I try to never say never, you know, because you never know. It, it's funny. So I, a little bit of my background is computers, obviously. And so, 
You know, I think somewhere out there, there's the famous quote for Bill Gates that said, you'll never need more than eight, eight megs, of ra- eight megs, not gigs now, eight megs of RAM to run a computer. And now we have gigs of RAM running computers. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, never say never. And uh, so that's just, that's just sort of my motto. The, the other side of that is, man, we just, we want to connect with our, the whole reason for Bowworks was to connect with archers. And then, you know, I've, I'm not going to lie about it. Maybe you, you send in your, your bow that needs revamped because you've sort of been on the bubble. You get it revamped and get you a couple more years of life. But what I'm hoping is it's sort of thing. Maybe I should go check that company out because they did me good. You know, so it, it's part of my in a weird kind of way. It's a marketing tool. But uh, instead of me just throwing some paper ads or buying somebody's endorsement that could go away tomorrow because another brand paid for them paid them a larger amount of money for that endorsement this is my way of marketing saying hey wait just just check us out you know and then the quality here here, 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 i'll i'll back up i'll back up with action what other people are just going to talk about i like that approach and then if for some reason new breed is not for them then they know they've got a place to send their bow to get all the other stuff they'd like done to a bow that you can't get right now and you know, there's other companies that are doing uh, doing different things. So, I mean, you know, it it's, it's where it is. The affiliate program, we're the first pro- people to introduce the affiliate program in the archery world. Okay. In the, we're not the first person to introduce the affiliate program. You can be a Walmart affiliate if you want to. You can be an Amazon affiliate if you want to. There's, oh, my goodness. There, you can be an affiliate to everything if you figure You can be a YouTube affiliate. I think we were talking about YouTube earlier today. But mm. my, my whole point to that is, we did it in the archery. Here's what an affiliate is. I got tired of using the word staff. I'm on staff with somebody. I'm on this with somebody. I'm on that with somebody. Here's what staff means. Uh, staff either meant you were getting a free product to promote it or you're getting a product at a discounted price to promote it. But nine times out of ten, the manufacturer pretty well said, well, we did whatever we did and you know, cross our fingers and here we go. What we're trying to do is a little bit different opposite with our affiliate program. We're saying, okay, you, look, you want to you wanna help share our brand? Well, if you really do what you say you're going to do, we're going to figure out a way to give back to you. And so that's what that affiliate – and I don't want to go into too many details because we, we all don't sign up. The, we are still one of the few companies that aren't just sitting out there with a banner on our website saying sign up now for staff, which really means buy a discount of both. You know, yeah, and, um, and, and I've, I'll so. go as far as the, the term – so when I really got interested in the hunting industry, well, I mean, I've always been interested. I've always been into hunting. Like I've immersed my life in it. Um, but when I really got, when I wanted to become part of the industry and, and put my foot in the door, I got on Quaker boys pro staff. And this is going back way back, <coughs> like 20 years back and pro staff used to mean something. It, yeah. it used to mean you held a skill or something tangible you were bringing to that company to that they they believed that you were you were a good person to represent their product and uh they would give you discounted or free stuff because they wanted you using their product they wanted you talking about it because you were knowledgeable about it in today's day and age pro staff has just pretty much been thrown around and I, i i know guys on pro staff that haven't killed anything or have only killed maybe one animal um, in 15 years of hunting, um, it, it's, it's, be, it's become just like everything else in life. It's not what, you know, it's who, you know, and 
then you get this term and you're a pro staff hunter, which doesn't mean shit. It, 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 you, you can wipe your butt with it. Um, really what it's become is it's become promotional staff. We'll give yep. you a discounted or free product. You go pump your media up or tell everybody how great it is. And even if it's not great, lie and tell them how great it is. And it, I just think it's been abused. It's, it's, it's been ruined. It's, it's, it, it has, it, it, it holds no value because you'll see guys and, and I see it on social media all the time. They're pro staff, this pro staff, that pro staff, this, and they got a whole pedigree of pro staff and you look through their, uh, Instagram and it's a bunch yeah. of selfies in a tree. I mean, yeah. I, it's, well, it's all, it's, it's a marketing tool. It's become a marketing tool. Um, and, and that's where we're trying to change it. So what we're trying to do with ours is, we really have seen, you mentioned something earlier that we have a good following and we have seen that these people are out there really talking about our product. And so us being the company that we are, and I'm going to say us because I have some partners. Okay. And so mm-hmm. us being the company that we are with this, we're also, are just trying to give back for the ones that are, you know, doing for us. And so that's where this is all going. And so, man, we're excited about it and things are just growing and, you know, or, you know, I always, I always make this joke and, and I really do make this joke. I mean, you know, you're not going, you're not going to pull up to my house and see a brand new house or, you know, you're not going to see a brand new car sitting out in the thing, but you know what? We're doing okay. We're doing good. We're, we're growing in a steady growth pattern. Like we want to, our employees are all got solid jobs and they're not sitting there wondering if their paycheck's coming or not. And so that's where we want to be. And then obviously, you know, it's like any other business. We do want it to grow, but we're not trying to, we're not trying to put the cart before the horse. And that's just the best way to put it. We, we want it all to flow together. You know what I mean? And so oh, I, I, that's I, where I, we're I, headed. Yeah. And, and, and you, you're, I mean, I, I feel like you're on the right track. I mean, we talk a lot more than just this. I, like I said, I wanted to get you on here, clear up some misconceptions yep. And, yeah. and get some get some knowledge out there for people that are on the fence. Maybe you're 89 percenter that is now he's now a 90 percenter after listening yeah. to this because right. it, you're good you're, with I, I want, and people getting to know you. I mean, you're, you're getting out there. You're going to be at more consumer shows this year, which is really cool. And, and the fact you're coming to Pennsylvania, I mean, great state filled with bow hunters. There's a ton of yeah. bow hunters. <laughs> We just we so, just got our fingers crossed the weather holds out for the next little bit. And we, oh, we're luck. okay, but good but uh, I think I think we're going to do that. But man, I you know I I'll be honest with you. I appreciate you having me. I know I know it's been a little bit of trying to get me back on here because we have had so much going on. <laughs> hey, um, you're busy. That's but, good. You're good, and that's not a problem. Like that's 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 the life. But I do appreciate you coming on and making the time for us this morning. And yeah, uh, for sure. We we're, we want to continue. We'll, we'll probably I I'll be honest with you. We'll, we're going to probably have you on again here. Um, yep. Probably this in this year because I want to keep yep. track of everything. I want to keep. I, I want. I, in in plus, you know, I think as more and more people that listen to us in the new breed, uh, the new breed users um, can come back and check for information and updates and uh, how things are going. And then also just for people that are on the fence to get more information as you delve further into the customer direct, which I just think is cool because I, I do also see besides the trend in the industry with the direct to consumer with your better products. Cause like I said, I think they're putting more money back into the research and development and coming out with a better product. I also see more and more people that are wanting to do all aspects of archery. Um, and that yeah. comes with putting their bow together and tuning it and 
not once again not to cut out the pro shop but just to be more proficient or self-sufficient and uh this this is a nice little angle that that for those folks that they can get the bow right to their door and then they can start tinkering on it because like you said hunters are tinkers especially yeah, archers for sure and you know the 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 last thing i'll say is direct to consumers everywhere i can remember I, and I think I've made this statement on your podcast. I've made it on some others. I've made it pre-podcast, obviously. Um, but when we got to a society to where we can purchase houses, cars, I'm just being honest with you, uh, <laughs> we can do it. You know what I mean? And so what I'm getting at with that is we're we're headed there as a, as a future. And whether you're pro for it or against it or whatever, our, our future is headed there. It, it is it is too convenient to have a company your groceries shipped to your house now. In fact, my, my wife last night she read off there's another grocery company that is now starting to deliver not just not just pick up but deliver to your homes. And so I'm another one, you know, and it's it's actually a smaller one. And so I'm like, look, we're headed there, so we're going to be the ones in archery to do it. And you know. Yeah. That, and so we're excited, man. And so Bowworks is the other side of that thing, man. We're excited to connect with archers in general. And so if we can't if we, if we can't wing you with the new breed, we're going to wing you by redoing the bow that you got <laughs> and uh, making you feel better about it. So customization is there, and man, we're just looking forward to to a bright future. Um, you know, like I said, we the the horse is in front of us, and we're in the cart riding it. We're not in the cart running down the hill hoping the horse catches up. So we're <laughs> just trying to do what we can. You know, well, so. with with that, I, I you actually you kind of beat me to, but I, I any other anything else before we uh, before we sign off here and get, go on with our our days to now play catch up. Uh, yeah, I was going to say now I got a couple hours catch up, but uh, no, we're all good, man. I I really have enjoyed being on here. I appreciate you taking the time and. And I know it was a little bit of a hassle getting me on here because of the holidays and some other stuff. But thanks for getting me back on. Uh, any of the guys that are listening to this, uh, obviously, you're you're probably a hunter, archer. You're doing something in this world. So we just appreciate you in general at New Breed. And uh, if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out and let us know. I will say this. We we are going to Harrisburg. And so if we, we are going to have a skeleton staff at, at the uh, shop. So there will be people there, but if you don't get us, you know, keep reaching out to us. We're not we're not so big that we just got people operators from wherever waiting online to talk to you. We're we're real people that we want to have a conversation and get you the the bow you want at New Breed, or either get you the bow redone the way you want it at Bow Works. Sweet. All right. Well, hey, it was great talking to you. We'll be talking to you again, and uh, that's we're gonna wrap it up today. And if anybody has any questions about the podcast or information in it uh you can feel free to message new breed archery on instagram you can also go to their website they have email you can call in uh their contact information is at new breed archery um and then if you have any questions you can also shoot in my direction my instagram is joe underscore victor and or you can message me at hot boga um so like again once again thanks for tuning in with us and i'll see you uh, and talk to you all again soon